Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. From Tinder to Terrorism. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I know, I love to have these, uh, find these headlines, choose these headlines, um, come up with, uh, that will make you kind of scratch your head and say, what, what does this have to do with terrorism? Well, Tinder has a lot more to, ter- to do with terrorism than you might think. Um, and I'm not talking about the emotional terrorists who, <laughs> who uh, inhabit Tinder and Match.com and all of these other things who just want to break your heart. No, no. I'm talking about real terrorists, 9-11 type terrorists, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Boko Haram, and so on. Um, I'm talking about online scams that capture billions to fund terrorists. You, so when you see these uh, emails that come into your box and they are trying to induce you to be their lover, to threaten you that they've seen you uh, watching porn, uh, try to tell you that somebody died and they left you as the only heir and so on and so on. If you communicate with this person, you may be communicating with a terrorist. Now, this is a very serious uh, issue. Because in the U.S. alone, they have found that over $600 billion is spent on these online scams, over $600 billion, which is approximately 1% of the gross domestic product. And that is lost to cybercrime. Now, I'm not saying that 100% of that is going to terrorists, but certainly a significant amount. And I'm going to tell you about the different ways that this happens. Now, one of the key ways, uh, one of the key things that are on the terrorist side is that just like in real life, uh, you know, not talking about online now, but just like in real life, real terrorists have a lot of patience. They are planning to take over the West (laughs) and whether it takes a year or 10 years or 100 years, they are hanging in there, and that is their goal. Well, similarly, they use this patience in online fraud because um, they don't, some, well, I'm sure you've seen some of them that do try to jump on you and get you to send money in one way or another right away. But the more successful uh, terrorists or scammers uh, wait a long time, suck you in, reel you in. You're like a fish that they're catching on their fishing rod. And it is this patience that makes them so successful. And I'm going to give you some examples of that. Now, there's an interesting quote that I found by a criminologist, Leon Radzinowicz. And he says, quote, a society that applauds in innovation in the world of business can hardly expect to escape innovation in the world of crime. And so online scammers keep reinventing themselves and figuring out newer, better ways to get your money. Now, 
a lot of people don't realize that uh, these online scams, I mean, pretty much everyone who has a computer has been targeted or, um, you know, either in a narrow um, scam, you know, really well targeted where they look you up on social media and they are particularly picking you amongst because you have some of the characteristics that they look for in social media or scammers who just send out um, many, many more of these emails um, just hoping to catch people. So either way though, uh, and so certainly you have gotten some, if you have a computer, you have gotten some, uh, but people don't realize that these online scams, which are annoying and scary and, you know, make us pause a little bit uh, with, with the newer types of things that they come up with. Uh, it, it isn't just harmless. I mean, it isn't just annoying <laughs> and dangerous, uh, but it actually is fueling a significant amount of money to terrorists. The terrorists also use lots of other kinds of frauds, credit card fraud, wire fraud, mortgage fraud, charitable donation fraud, insurance fraud, identity theft, money laundering, immigration fraud, and tax evasion are just some of the kinds of frauds and scams that terrorists use. They're not you know, it's it's since this is white collar crime, it's it's hard to sort of associate them with terrorists. You know, sitting in a tent, they're not always sitting in a tent. They're sometimes sitting next door to you. That's part of the problem. Um, why do terrorists need money? Now, you might think that it's in order to perpetrate a terrorist attack. I mean, ultimately, that is what it goes to. But the attack itself isn't necessarily that expensive. For example, 9-11, the whole operation cost between four hundred and five hundred thousand dollars and $500,000. Now, that isn't a lot when you consider that billions alone are going to these online scams. Um, also, the 2005 London bombings cost about only $15,600. The 2000 bombing of the USS Cole cost between $5,000 and $10,000. So that, those amounts aren't really a lot. But what costs more money is actually maintaining the whole terrorist organization. Um, the online recruiting, for example, the whole communication amongst the terrorists, um, just, you know, various things that terrorist organizations do. So even though the attack itself is not relatively that expensive, keeping up the whole organization is. Now, of course, um, a lot of these, the majority, in fact, of these uh, online scams are Nigerian. Now, um, there is a question, of course, whether this is, uh, whether the money to terrorists are going through Nigeria or whether terrorists all over the world are just copying the Nigerian type scams. Now, there's kind of a, a lot of controversy about how much of these, let's call them Nigerian scams, um, there is a certain type of scam, the more popular kind of scam, how much of this is being done actually by Nigerians and how much by other terrorists copying them. 
Now, you know, part of the arguments about this controversy has to do with whether, you know, partly it's political correctness, so we're going to blame the Nigerians. I mean, there is Boko Haram and other, uh, and other terrorists in Nigeria. But, um, you know, and some people are saying that it is because it's such a heavily uh, populated Muslim country and they are, the idea is for the people who think that it's mostly Nigeria, they are saying that um, they are more likely to want to fund terrorists. And in fact, they have been doing um, uh, surveys of the, um, how well the United States is favored in Nigeria. And it recently fell from 70% uh, who view the United States favorably to less than 40%. And then aside from uh, online scammers fueling, funneling money to terrorists, uh, you know, there's also the uh, idea that, not more than an idea, they have also found that some of the people in New York City, the people who are buying fake Gucci bags and Swiss watches that Nigerians sell on the sidewalks of Fifth Avenue and that I am sure that I have been scammed by or suckered in by, uh, having lived in New York, been born and bred in New York. Um, but those, there's a, there is word that um, that money, some of that money is going to terrorists. Now, um, you know, you may have some of the popular kinds of uh, scams, online scams, have to do with, and I'm sure you're going to recognize these, um, somebody, the, the um, email says that someone died and that you are related to that person and that person left you a lot of money and all you have to do is, first of all, reply to a certain link, which is uh, not a good idea, uh, or some of them give telephone numbers of lawyers' offices, supposedly, who are supposed to going to help you to transfer this money. And they have all kinds of other ways of doing that. That is actually one that almost got me, I have to admit, or I hate to admit. <laughs> um, there was a woman dying of cancer, supposedly, and I was told, and she picked me. The re <laughs> See, everybody, they know how to pick your weakness. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I started to believe that she had picked me. She wanted to fund some, see, this is an example of how they do look at you up online. And um, her story was, or the story of these scammers was that um, she wanted to give her money to someone who was going to use it in a very charitable or a very um, useful kind of way. And that she saw that the work that I do is very useful and helpful and all of that. And that's why she wants to leave the money to me. So that's what got me to, um, to call the number, uh, <laughs> which was supposedly a law firm in London. They did have British accents. I'll give them that. But it never quite, I could never find out enough information from them to make me feel uh, confident in sending any, or in sending, wasn't she, wasn't, well, yes, there was a thing about money because you had to advance money in order to help her to get the money to me. Yeah, help me help you. All right, we need to stop at this point and take a break. But when we come back, I'll tell you more examples of uh, how these billions of dollars are getting funneled to terrorists. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Today we're talking about how your money 
or those of your friends or relatives may be funding terrorists um, inadvertently from Tinder to terrorism. We're talking today about uh, this, this multi, uh, well, it's over hundreds of billions of dollars going to terrorists through cyber crime. Uh, and I'm giving so, you some examples of that, even one that I almost fell for. Um, it is very easy. You know, I was, uh, another example is I was in a uh, Xerox store one day and a man came in all excited. He was, you know, this man, he was uh, asking the the man who worked behind the counter to t help him quickly, help him, help him. Um, he has to get this, um, get something to do with the fact that he was, he just... <laughs> He just won millions of dollars, he was told, uh, by a, an email, and he had to do something in order to satisfy uh, what the possible terrorist wanted him to do in order to collect his millions of dollars. And he, he believed this hook, line, and sinker. And I must admit, I was kind of chuckling. I felt bad for him, but I was also kind of chuckling to myself because I had seen these kinds of... Um, um, scams, emails, and thought, oh, I can't believe he believes it. Of course, then again, I had called this, uh, this lawyer's office in London. So, you know. Um, then another one you may have gotten is uh, where they take the email address of someone in your address book or someone who, I don't even keep an address book on my computer, but like it's someone who sent you an email at some time and they capture that. And uh, they send you an email as if it comes from that person and the person is telling you that they are sick or that they had an accident and they are traveling in another country. And what is really scary is that sometimes if they were able to somehow get a hold of this email from your friend or uh, business associate, and that person said, in fact, they may be targeting in particular these kinds of people, um, if they said that they were, if somebody wrote to you and said that they're going on a trip to, like this happened to me where they, a friend of mine in Belgium wrote to me that she was going on a trip to, um, oh, I think someplace in South America. And they, so they wrote this scammer, this terrorist <laughs> wrote to me and told me that my friend, this friend um, had had an accident in I think Brazil or something, and that she needs me to wire money or uh, send money somehow to her so that she could get the proper care. Now, of course, what did I do? <laughs> I emailed my friend to find out if, in fact, she was in an accident, which she wasn't. Um, they, they do another thing that you may have seen uh, be, that you need to be careful of is someone who uh, contacts you on Facebook and wants to be your friend. So many people have the tendency, you know, it's like because you want to feel liked. So many people have the tendency of um, um, if somebody asks to be your friend, you just let them be your friend, you know, so you can collect more friends, right? <clears throat> have a higher number, look more popular and important. Well, you have to really look, if you don't know who this person is, you have to really look that person up and um, 
first of all, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that you want to be friends with someone who you don't really know. That's the whole first layer. But if you're curious, um, you have to really look that person up. And one of the ways that you can tell is if you look at their Facebook profile, um, you can see that they don't have a very long history of having sent emails. Uh, I mean, of having posted things on Facebook. And so, you know, it doesn't go down very far because, because they're lazy. <laughs> they're patient, but they're lazy. So they don't really construct um, a whole long history. Now, that's not, that's not foolproof because, uh, as I said, they're patient. So and this, I'm going to tell you a story now um, of a man in uh, Canada, a real story of a real man named Ron Jones, who there's an article about him because um, now this is another twist. I'm going to tell you about some of the Tinder and romantic um, uh, emails that get sent. That the romance is the biggest. That is the biggest way that people uh, con you, con people, <laughs> not you, of course, but how people con people into sending money. Romance um, uh, is the um, brought is the highest category is the is the one that where people who are scam artists get the most money inheritance is the next second best prize money saying you won a prize is the next one and then extortion making you frightened um of something is is the fourth highest category of scams so now so let's go back to ron jones um, Ron Jones is 90 years old, and he lives in British Columbia in Canada. And his, uh, he was able to be convinced, and I'll tell you how, that he was funding terrorism. Now, this is a totally, this is a twist on the terrorist angle. <laughs> um, the terrorists are telling you that you have been funding terrorism, right? And the only way that he would be able to get out of being accused uh, put in jail was to pay, keep paying money. And in the end, he paid more than $200,000, which was his entire savings. Um, he emptied his bank accounts. He maxed out his credit cards. He took out two mortgages and in this whole scam. Now, to prove to you how patient they are, this scam started four years ago four years before he ulti it ultimately ended. He ultimately, well, he ran out of money. That's basically how it ended. Um, he got an email from a company who offered to monitor and clean his computer of viruses for a monthly fee. Now, I'm sure I get those. I'm sure you've gotten those. Those are pretty common. And the problem is there are some real companies who do that. But, you know, ideally, you don't just answer an ad on your computer. You, you choose a company like that on your own and get lots of um, confirmation from people that it's a serious uh, company. But anyway, he signed up to have this computer company, this monitor, clean his computer viruses for a monthly fee. Then they waited um, a year until they contacted him again and they told him that this monitoring company had gone out of business and he was entitled to a refund for a portion of what he had paid. Now that all sounds convincing enough, right? So um, they told him that $1,300 was going to be deposited into his checking account. And then the man who was talking, this is actually calling. 
that they called him and said that too much money was accidentally deposited. So they did deposit some money. And they asked this man to wire $1,000 to an address in India. Now, that, that should have aroused suspicion. But anyhow, um, so then two years later, so that was done. Nothing happened after that until two years later. Then he got another call, this time from a man who claimed to work for the CIA. And they told him that the Indian government had an arrest warrant out for him for aiding and abetting a terrorist group in India. Now, if he had gone through this so far, it really isn't that far-fetched to, to believe, since he did wire money to India, um, that actually it had gone to supporting a terrorist group, since in fact, since in fact that's what this money was actually going to do. Um, so then they, he, he was told that this money that went to a terrorist group in India had perpetrated an attack that killed people, and he was going to be held responsible for the deaths. Now, at this point, he was starting to wonder. <laughs> Should have, a little late, but... And so he wanted proof. He asked for proof. And this man sent him an official-looking document that, claimed, that he claimed was the arrest warrant. And so Mr. Jones said, um, he said, um, it was so genuine looking. I thought this really must be something that the Indian government has brought against me. Now, then they went, uh, they continued this elaborate scheme. They, uh, the C alleged CIA agent, earned his trust further by offering to help him get out of this arrest problem. Um, he said that if he helped the Indian government catch the terrorists, they would uh, let him go in the clear. And he also, of course, told him not to tell anybody that he offered to help him and to destroy all the communications or this CIA agent would get into trouble. So he was told to wire money, get this, to specific locations in India, different locations, so that the police could nab the terrorists when they arrived to collect his money. So every day for three months, except on Sundays, maybe that's when he was going to church or something, um, he was given, or they were, I don't know, they left out Sundays, um, he was given a different name and address and asked to wire between $1,000 and $10,000 a day. And by now, you know, he was in this so deep that he kept doing it. Um, and this CIA agent alleged, um, he said that when he, a person sends enough money, <laughs> um, he would be declared innocent and they would send him a check for all that he had paid out. They would reimburse him. Now, remember, they sent him money at the beginning which was, you know, one way that they got him to believe in this. They actually gave him the refund from the company that supposedly went out of business, the company that was supposed to clean his, uh, they cleaned him out all right. So when he ran out of money, he went to his daughter to ask for more. By then he had spent over $200,000. And she um, woke him up from all this mess and he reported the, the crime to the police and they told him that they couldn't do anything because the scammers were in India. Now, there is an estimate that um, over 70% of money that's lost to cyber scams end up in foreign hands. And of course, a lot of this um, end up 
in terrorists' hands. So when you see something on your computer, the next email you get where um, they want you to send money or make a phone call or something or other, just remember you might be communicating with a terrorist and don't do it. When we come back, I'll talk to you about some of these Tinder-based scams. The um, people, and it's not just women, it's um, mostly women, but even men fall for these uh, love scams. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Today we're talking about terrorist scams, these online scams uh, from Tinder to terrorism that are fueling uh, not only terror attacks, but also fueling even more, uh, because it's more expensive, even fueling just keeping the organizations going, the terrorist organizations going, the recruiting and so on. Now, um, this is recently in the news because of a crack in, the, in, in one of these uh, cells. Interesting, they're, they're called cells, like terrorist cells. Um, this just happened that um, a, a uh, plan, um, a scam, was um, busted and two Nigerians living in California were arrested. So let me tell you about this. Um, in March 2016, uh, there was a man who claimed to be a U.S. Army captain stationed in Syria. Now, again, claimed um, these are terrorists. Uh, he reached out to a Japanese woman on an international site for digital pen pals, even pen pals. Um, within weeks, it became an internet romance. And, you know, by the way, this often happens, especially on Facebook. I was talking before about Facebook when someone asked to be your friend, and it's really a cover for someone who's ultimately going to be asking you for money and is likely a terrorist. Um, it is often people who are in the military. They are often U.S. military people stationed in the Middle East. So, you know, especially in, in this example, the pen pal, you know, so, but even for friends, it's the same idea that you think, oh, this poor, <laughs> this poor military man stationed in the Middle East, he's lonely, um, he misses his family, um, I, I, it's, I need to be patriotic and be his friend, right? <laughs> um, I need to, and then I need to be patriotic and help him by sending money. I mean, you see how it wears people down. Not you, of course, but people. Okay, so um, this U.S., this alleged U.S. Army captain stationed in Syria reached out to a Japanese woman. This whole thing is global. It's not just in the U.S. It's not just in Canada or the U.K., although America, the U.S. and, and uh, the U.K. are the primary targets, actually, for this kind of scamming. Um, so then, of course, even though it's a pen pal thing, everybody, a lot of the people are looking for romance. And so their relationship grew into an internet romance within weeks. And um, he was sending daily emails in English that she translated via Google. He called himself Terry Garcia, and he asked for money um, over 10 months. I mean, usually they don't ask for money right away. They suck you in until you are so romantically involved with them that, of course, you're going to send them money. So over 10 months, she sent him $200,000, 
that she borrowed from friends, her ex-husband, why he didn't intervene. I mean, she probably didn't tell these people what she really was doing with the money and other relatives so that she could make her love interest happy. Now, it turns out they finally figured out that there was no such man as Terry Garcia. Rather, uh, he was two Nigerian men in Los Angeles and who were working with associates in their home country and other nations. So U.S. prosecutors just now charged 80 people, mostly Nigerians, in this conspiracy that defrauded at least $6 million from businesses and vulnerable women. So far, 17 people have been arrested in the U.S., and they are trying to track down the rest in Nigeria and other countries. Uh, this was this was her, this uh, uh, story had you know they they have lots of different interesting stories. First of all, um, you know they use email Yahoo email addresses or other kinds of email addresses, free email addresses, um, so that they're harder to track down. And um, this Terry Garcia told this Japanese woman that he wasn't allowed to use a phone in Syria, which kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're thinking that it's a military, someone in the military, they, you know, they're not exactly sitting around making phone calls. Um, his story was that he'd found a bag of diamonds in Syria and he needed her help to smuggle it out. He said he was injured, so he couldn't do it himself. And instead, he introduced her to associates who he said would help facilitate the transfer. Um, he kept asking for more money. He kept coming up with different reasons why he needed more money, why the package was stuck in customs. And over these 10 months, she made 35 to 40 payments. Um, and he emailed her 10 to 15 times a day. Now, you know, I know that you're thinking, what? Didn't you, why didn't she realize? Um, but, uh, you know, if somebody is really lonely and they're getting 10 to 15 emails a day, they, you, it's, you can get hooked on the attention. So um, she was paying, instructed to pay, and she did to accounts in Turkey, the UK, and the US. So um, they, they didn't just do romance, this particular group of terrorists. They um, did business schemes where they hack escrow company email systems, impersonate employees, and so on. Um, and they, the victims thought they were communicating with U.S. servicemen stationed overseas. I mean, I guess they figured out uh, that that would have the most return. You know, the people would respond to that most. Um, so that, uh, that is like a current event that is, um, they're going to be facing when they, the two Nigerian men from Southern California, uh, are also have, are facing charges and all the people, as they find more people, they're going to be facing charges of conspiracy to commit fraud, conspiracy to launder money and aggravated identity theft. Also, some will have faced fraud and money laundering. And, you know, of course, if they find terrorist connections, that is going to be, uh, that's going to be additional. Um, yes, now, another, there, um, there's another, uh, there are fake, one of the, 
a particular man who is named supposedly Josh Porter, and unfortunately there is a man, a real man, who is named Josh Porter, uh, who gets lots of calls when people try to track him down. Um, some of the calls are people who are angry because they think that he's the one who defrauded them, and some of them want to continue the romance. So um, they they take over 50 million pounds. This, this is about a story that happened in the UK. They take over 50 million pounds a year from their female victims. Um, and Josh Porter has been used in 9,000 fake social media profiles. Of course, these guys are usually cute. Um, this guy has a chiseled jaw and toned physique. And um, he is supposedly doing heroic peacekeeping missions in Syria. And he's every woman's dream. <laughs> Unfortunately, he does not exist, at least not in terms of this scam. Um, they have him be a U.S. Army paratrooper. Uh, you know, for some, they have found that this particular picture really gets a lot of people. Now, they don't make the guy, usually they don't make the guy perfect. Um, and they make him a little older. I mean, not like in his 20s or 30s. They make him a little older so he looks more substantial, more believable. Um, there was, here's a story of a woman, this is so sad, this woman, Jean Soriano, who is Oxford educated, she was so traumatized by someone claiming to be a U.S. Army chaplain who called himself James Sean Eckhart, that she lost her job and tried to commit suicide. She said, I fell for him, I fell into his trap and he destroyed my life. She's 47 years old. It was the first time since my father died in 1989 that I'd felt safe and wanted and loved. I've never felt loved like it. So then there's another woman, a retired primary school teacher who wants to be anonymous, lost 30,000 pounds um, by a scammer who groomed her for two years. Now, um, a romance scam is reported every three hours in Britain. 300 victims a day come forward in what they're calling an unseen epidemic. Um, this support group says 300 victims a day come forward to the support group. And each victim loses an average of um, over 11,000 pounds. Then, oh, so then there is this Josh Porter, the real Josh Porter. He is an Afghanistan veteran. And he says he gets 30 messages a day from women who track down his real profile to confront him about being fleeced or because they believe he's their true love. And he says about half of them are from the UK. British women seem especially susceptible, he explains. Um, then uh, there's this group call of Nigerian criminals who call themselves the Yahoo Boys after the search engine that first provided free email accounts. They spend years grooming their targets. They particularly pick women who are lonely after divorce or who are widows. They search for the word widow on social media. Uh, they work in cells with like 40 men in a cell. They're educated. They're often the sons of influential Nigerians, including police chiefs and politicians. So they're never prosecuted if they're caught. And um, it's emotional blackmail. And Britons are one of the two most coveted targets, the others being Americans. So they go to all kinds of dating sites, OkCupid, okay, eHarmony, Live Date Match, Date Me, Twitter, um, Tinder, as I was saying at the beginning. And they pick lonely people 
They set up a social, um, fake social media account first, and then they, and pictures of people who they think the women are going to fall in love with. And they do all kinds of um, internet. They, you know, they're rather sophisticated in terms of using um, apps and various things on the, on the internet because um, sometimes they say they can't call, sometimes they do call, and they use an app that disguises their voice. They say that FaceTime, you know, of course the women want, or men, whoever is on the, being, receiving these um, contacts, suggest FaceTime often, but they say that they can't do that because, like, uh, they only have a military-issue phone without video capabilities. That's somewhat believable. So anyhow, um, they, they, like they tell them that they need money in order to be able to go on leave to visit them, uh, need like $3,400, that kind of thing. They talk about all kinds of feelings that they have for the person. And yes, it's, it's mainly women, but it's certainly there are stories of a lot of men who fall for this as well. And this is a woman who has postgraduate studies at Oxford, the one um, who commit, almost tried to commit suicide. I was ashamed. It was very painful to know he was lying to me. So um, bottom line, oh, and then they also use a, a, a ploy. Um, they find women with no children who desperately want children, and they say that they are a man who have two, uh, like one says, I've got two kids who need a mother. And sometimes even these kids, these supposed kids, right, they're the Nigerians, um, contact them on email and start calling them mum or mom in the US <laughs> in messages and talking about how they want them to come and be their mom or, you know, they hope they're going to marry uh, marry their father and um, all kinds of things. So um, then they say sometimes after they suck them in for years, then they say that their daughter is ill, especially for these people who, you know, want to have kids. Well, anyhow, it goes on and on. The bottom line is <laughs> that if you get someone asking to be your friend on Facebook or some other social media account wanting to be uh, included and or if you get emails um, asking, you know, trying to get you into any of these kinds of scams that I've been talking about, or I'm sure they're going to keep inventing new ones. Um, be careful. Remember, you might be talking to a terrorist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.